Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Casey Kane, what's up, my man? Hey, hey. How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm good. I uh, appreciate you carving out some time. Maybe we can kick this off if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Let's roll. I'm trying to load up that content, bro. Oh, let's load it up. Let's go. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading another fantastic episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry. And on today's episode, I'm bringing back my good friend, Casey Kane, to the show. This is a little bonus episode for the, uh, what is this, the fourth season of the Cherry Picking Podcast. So we thought, why not go out with the bang? I want my friend Casey Kane to hop on here. He's a good friend of the show. And it's always a good time when we have you, Casey. So I just want to say thank you for uh, hopping on the mic today. Yeah, man. What do you want to talk about? What's on your mind? So I think today, you know, we'll free flow, certainly, and just have some fun. But why not, you know, why don't we kick this off and talk about the college football playoffs, talk about the college football championship game, and, uh, and more specifically, we've got the... Alabama versus Georgia matchup in the finals coming up here on the 10th. So I thought, why not, you know, we'll just talk a little college football, we'll kick this off and then just see where it goes from there. Does that sound good? Let's ride. All right. So I actually, I didn't get a chance to watch much of either of the games uh, in the semifinals, but cause I was actually traveling for work and we'll probably get into that a little bit later on, but we've got, uh, got a big time matchup on the 10th. We got Alabama versus Georgia. This is a rematch from a few weeks ago when Alabama and Georgia met in the SEC championship game. Casey coming into this matchup for the finals. We've got number one, Alabama. We've got number three, Georgia in the playoffs. And so this is a SEC rematch, so to speak. But just to give you a little bit of a background on, on these two teams here. Alabama will be playing in its 13th college football playoff matchup when the Crimson Tide meets Georgia this upcoming weekend. Bama is 9-3 all-time in the college football playoff game since the playoffs' inception in 2014. And Alabama is the only team to appear in seven of eight playoffs. So we're talking we're talking like a dynasty at Alabama. And, and I know this isn't the first time people are hearing that phrase thrown out for Alabama but when you look just specifically at the college football playoffs, that's crazy that they are the only team to appear in seven of the eight playoffs since its inception, man. That's insane. It's also just been so dominated by the SEC. It feels yeah. like, I mean, forget the power five, you know, Cincinnati getting the shake in there for the first time in non-power five. It's not even going to be like, uh, it's just all SEC and, and maybe Ohio State. I know there was a big a big deal made and a big uh, focus this year on Cincinnati. It's a group of five team. I think they were deserving to get in, but it's like when we really get down to brass tacks, it's like the SEC just runs this. ACC, you know, Clemson, when they were up, you know, made it competitive as well. They won some national championships. But, I mean, outside of the SEC, you know, it may be Ohio State. You know, they've won one uh, since the inception, but yeah, it, it really is SEC dominated. Alabama dominates this and they have a great opportunity 
to win another championship again. In fact, they will try to win its second national title in a row. So they won it last year. They're trying to win it a second time this year, and it would be the fourth in eight seasons of the college football uh, playoff format. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive, if you ask me. I mean, Nick Saban's insane because he came to Alabama in 2007. And after the 06 season, that was the last time that Alabama had a losing record. They have not had a losing record since 2007. Think of how much the world has changed since 2007. I mean, let alone, you know, in 07, they went seven and six, Nick Saban's first year. Then after that, they haven't had more than three losses in a season since. It's ridiculous what he's been able to do in such a quick turnaround, taking over for Mike Shula in 07. And then he just became the greatest college football coach that ever lived since then. And no one's going to be able to get in his way. Alabama, I mean, you can play the tape back from when we previewed the college football playoff championship. I've made a lot of wrong predictions, but it was really easy to predict that Alabama was going to steamroll Cincinnati. I still think a two-loss Bama probably still would have gotten in somehow, but they they won. They did what they had to do, and then then they beat the brakes off of Georgia, forty-one to twenty-four, and they're gonna beat the brakes off of Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know that that one's gonna be cute at all. I mean that that could be that could be a, a pretty big win. I'm thinking that's gonna be a game you stop watching in yeah, the second half. My prediction would be Bama probably fifty-three, Cincinnati. 13 or something like Cincinnati's that. Cincinnati's going to get steamrolled, and I hate to say it because I love the underdogs, but the much more intriguing matchup is going to be Georgia-Michigan. Cincinnati struggled to, to not really dominate Houston in their conference championship game. And on the flip side, Alabama destroyed Georgia. And, you know, the writing was on the wall that that was going to be a blowout. And honestly, if you look at the SEC championship game, this is just a rematch of that. I don't think fans who want excitement in the playoff, which they haven't been able to get since, you know, it's been a while since there's been an exciting, you know, college football national championship, a lot of blowouts. I think, again, it's going to be one of those games where it's like Alabama probably going to be probably going to be the national champion by halftime. Oh, man, that's a pretty, pretty bold prediction. But you called it in that episode a few weeks back, Casey. And, you know, honestly, I can't I can't say that you you're wrong with this prediction, to be honest. I mean, I'm fully expecting. I, I hope Georgia can figure out and learn from their mistakes from a few weeks ago or a month ago when they played Alabama in the SEC championship game. But if I'm being honest with myself, like what's actually going to happen I'm probably getting ready to watch Alabama win a second national championship in a row this weekend. So it's like we can throw out all the numbers and throw out all these stats that are really impressive. Like Georgia's defense is the best in college football, but when they played Alabama a month or so ago, it didn't really matter. I mean, it, it did not matter against Alabama. It's like Alabama had their number and they were just waiting for this game to embarrass Georgia, because that's what it was. It was an embarrassment. I can't say that you're wrong, Casey. I I really can't. And I don't know what I'll do if Bama wins again, man. I mean, Bama 
won the uh, college. This is going to be a rematch of the, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is going to be a rematch of the 2017 College Football National Championship, which was, you know, Georgia, Alabama with Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback for, for the Crimson Tide. And that was actually a pretty close game. I don't yeah. know if you remember that yeah. one. I do remember that one, Casey. So Georgia, they were number three in 2017. They actually had an exciting game against Oklahoma. Oklahoma was the number two game in the semifinals. That game went to two overtimes. That was 54 to 48. I believe Georgia was like blowing the brakes off of Oklahoma. Oklahoma came back, made it a game. And then so Georgia, you know, they they get by narrowly. And then they lost to the number four seeded Alabama. So Bama wasn't even the number one seed, I think. Notre Dame may have been number one that year. And yeah, yeah, yeah they, they lost to Bama in overtime in the national championship game. It was like 26, 23. You're right. Yeah. I mean, 2017 season, Alabama still went 13 and one and it was another dominant year. I, I, I don't think, um, I don't think Notre Dame was in that, in the mix that year. That was Georgia, Oklahoma and Clemson. Uh, along with the Crimson Tide in 2017. But, you know, there's been a lot of blowouts in the national championship um, since then. And that was really the closest one. Um, and, um, you know, since then it's been, you know, Clemson actually blowing out Alabama the, a year later. Yeah. You know, you got to give Bama a chance to reload a little bit. So that's a little understandable. Then, you know, Bama wasn't even in the national championship picture uh, the following year when LSU under Ed Ogeron won it all. And, you know, now, now this is the second year in a row. Bama is expected to not only win the national championship, but it's expected to be another lopsided victory, I think, for the, for the Crimson Tide. I've seen on social media where people are looking at the viewership numbers this year compared to last year. The viewership numbers are down by, like, I want to say, like, 4 million for each of the semifinal games this year. Wow. And, of course, you know, you can say some of that may have been attributed in 2020, I'm talking about may have been attributed to the fact that we were all locked inside during the pandemic. So the numbers wow. were high, yeah. uh, but the, there is a decline this year with the semifinal games, uh, viewership numbers. I would probably expect there'd be a decline for this game, even though it is the national championship game. You got Georgia, Alabama. I think if you're a college football fan, you know, that's probably on a Monday, I guess is the 10th. I would think, you know, no you're probably going to watch the game, turn it on, just check it out. You know, maybe a casual fan may do that, but yeah. I, it doesn't make me excited to watch Alabama. Like Georgia, I'm hoping they can do it, and maybe I'll peep out, you know, the first few quarters of the game. If it if it gets yeah. lopsided like you're saying it would be, I don't know that I would stick around for the entire game because I'm just tired of seeing Alabama win, man. Yeah, and, I mean, one cool thing about these national championship games, and even if you don't, um, even if you know that it's going to be a blowout or even if it ends up being a blowout, one thing to pay close attention to is the plethora of players on the field that are going to be playing on Sunday, the next year, um, you know, Bama's quarterback, he's not going to be on Sunday next year simply because he's, you know, not eligible, but, you know, you look at a guy like Devonta Smith last year who plays in your neck of the woods, Philadelphia now, I mean, that was exciting to see, you know, what he was made of in the national championship game last year. Is there any um, players on both sides of the ball, Georgia or Alabama, who you think will be making a mark in the pros next year? 
I mean, for sure, I could probably say that there's going to be some playmakers from Georgia's defense that'll be in the NFL next year. I mean, just looking solely at the stats, Georgia's defense had been has been dominant all season. So there's some playmakers, uh, you know, in the secondary uh, and the linebacking core that may make an impact at the, at the college or the pro level, rather. And then, I mean, you could probably pick a handful of players from Alabama that will be going to the pros. I think they got some studs in the secondary for Alabama that may be an impact. Jordan battle comes to mind. Do you like watching him play? I do. I mean, I think he's a, a a great player Uh, on the college level would be excited to see what, what he can do in the pro level, see how his game would translate to that next level, but uh, fundamentally sound. I mean, yeah, he impresses me a lot. Yeah, because that's really as a fan, you, I mean, this is what you got to be looking for is almost like, who's my team going to draft at this point out of this national championship game, because nobody prepares um, players for the the professional ranks like Nick Saban. And that's all, you know, that's what I'm going to be really interested in is looking at, Oh, who's the potential, you know, whose draft stock is going to rise in this Alabama Georgia game, because I don't think it's going to be close. I think what Alabama did to them in the sec championship is simply going to be like watching a rerun. Yeah, so in that matchup, I mean, Georgia got spanked pretty good. I think it was like 41 to 24 uh, yeah. in that game against uh, Alabama in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, Georgia was just blowing the brakes off of teams, dominant defense, offense looked good. And the fact that Alabama came in, put up 41 points, Georgia's defense averages like under 10 points per game. So Alabama came in, put 41 on the board held the potent Georgia offense, which is, has been pretty explosive this year to only 24 points. It's like, God damn, mm-hmm. Nick Saban has the blueprint, had their number from the beginning. I, I would be shocked if Georgia makes the changes that they need to make to beat Alabama or to make it closer because I mean, that's just total domination. You're right. I mean, Alabama had their number dead to rights and I wouldn't be shocked if it's a repeat of what we saw as much as my heart wants Georgia to win. I don't know if my head will allow that, you know? Yeah. It's going to be more of the same. I think in Indianapolis on Monday night, because, you know, it might've been interesting had some of those scenarios played out where Alabama wouldn't have been in the national championship because, you know, they almost, you know, almost losing to, I believe what was Arkansas. They almost lost. Yeah, they almost uh, lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. If you remember that, that was like that's right. That's overtimes, the Iron, yeah. man. But that, that Arkansas was a, big, yeah. was a week before. So, like, they had two yeah. close calls, but the Auburn one, they were looking like they would have been out, eliminated. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see what a uh, playoff would have been like without Bama because then it kind of would have been a little bit more up for grabs. But, you know, I just – I'm looking for – for excitement and i want to be optimistic and say it's going to be a good game but when it comes to it january 10th lucas oil stadium i still just don't see alabama running away with this one Uh, even though michigan even though the way georgia handled michigan was was you know pretty severe like uh georgia you know i'm not trying to take anything away from georgia but they come out of a different kind of area than than michigan does right the sec 
is, is clearly the best conference and, you know, the big 10 for a while hung in there, but you know, when you talk about adding teams like Maryland and Rutgers uh, you know, while they're adding those teams, the sec is adding Texas A&M the <laughs> like, SEC like adding, blue bloods. Yeah. So, you know, you know, big, big 10 is adding teams that might look, you know, good on television because you get the different, you know, Washington, DC and New Jersey, New York markets, because you add those teams, but they are not improving the level of play. And, and what, and the, what the SEC expansion has just turned the SEC into such a juggernaut of a, of a conference. And it's going to continue as Texas and Oklahoma will join the mix shortly. We grew up in the Midwest, of course, Big, uh, big respect to the Big Ten in that area, certainly. You know, we want to see teams like Ohio State, Michigan represent because those historically have been the better teams. Michigan got a shot to crack at it. I thought Michigan would put up a better effort, but Georgia just dominated them. I mean, you called it, you know, the Georgia defense held the Michigan ground game, which is, has been potent all year to under 100 yards for the day. Georgia's defense had three turnovers on Michigan for the day. Stetson, Bet, uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia, he had like 300 yards, three touchdowns. So, like, it's not even the same level. Like, it, it's not – it's unfair. And it's like we're going to see this every year. As long as Nick Saban is at Alabama, they've got a shot every year. Georgia, I'm glad that they are kind of fresh in the mix. But yeah. I, if I'm being honest, like, this could be ugly, dude. Look, success breeds success. It's cool to go to Alabama right now. It's cool to play in the SEC. Young kids coming out of high school, they don't want to go to Nebraska anymore. They don't want to play in, in um, you know, the, the highest tier talent is not going to the Big Ten unless, you know, sometimes if it's in the programs in their backyard. But, you know, when you're talking about a, a five-star recruit that can go anywhere and have his pick of the litter, he's not looking at the Big Ten programs like he like he's looking at the SEC programs because by this time, you know, Alabama's been uh, – Nick Saban's been in Alabama since 06. So young high school players, all they know is Nick Saban in Alabama – running the show that's what they've grown up with now that's how long Nick Saban's been dominant and that's how long SEC football has just been crazy more dominant than any other conference you know these kids who grew up watching football before they go to football practice or before they play on Friday nights they have only seen SEC and Alabama domination and you know there was a little fight in Clemson for a while so I, I, I even though Clemson was down I don't expect them to be down for very long um, but yeah, I mean, kids growing up when they have their pick of the litter, they're going to want to go to what they've seen dominate on TV. Cause that's, what's cool. And the sec has never been hotter in Alabama at the yeah. top of all of that. And one other thing I'll add there. So like when I was uh, being recruited, like as, as a junior in high school to go to football, uh, different football universities and schools and programs, like when you go in for like a junior day, for instance, you're there with other prep athletes and the coaches will say to you, and Randy Walker actually said this to, to me and like the group that I was with at Northwestern, how many of you want to go to the NFL and everybody's hands shot through the roof? Like they shot up and he was like, well, you know, we'll get you there. Like, if you want to play in the NFL, you want to play the next level, come to Northwestern Chicago's big 10 team Northwestern. Now Northwestern for a while has been a laughing stock of the big 10. Certainly when coach Walker was there, like it's gotten better, 
But like, if you're going to an SEC program and Nick Saban is saying that to you, you believe him because you've seen the players that have gone to the NFL that he's taken to the next level. I mean, there's a ton of players in, in the NFL from Alabama. So if you get an opportunity to, to go to any school and you're being recruited by Nick Saban, Alabama, I would, I would be hard pressed to go anywhere else. If this guy's a coach, that's the program. He will get you there. And I believe him. You know what I mean? And, and not only that, the level of talent that's surrounding you every single week for four years of your life while you're, you know, if you went the full four years while you're playing football there, I mean, it's ridiculous. If you want to run fast, you run with fast people. No yeah. one's, you know, no one's faster. No one's more athletic and no one's more NFL ready than the Alabama Crimson Tide in a lot of the SEC programs. Not all the SEC programs are on Alabama's level, but, you know, year in, year out, there's about four or five programs that, that can hang with Bama um, in that conference. And so you want to be playing in, in against and playing with at practice the best of the best. And yeah, you're going to see some outliers that can get to the NFL by playing at a you know, North Dakota state or, you know, whatever school Carson Wentz came out of and those, you know, those outlier uh, individual athletes that can do that do play at a low tier college and come into the pros. But if you're playing the percentages, you know, the, your best percentage of, of, of getting to the show is I would think playing against the best of the best and proving that you're, you can be on the field, um, you know, against all that talent. The only thing I'll say is a rebuttal on what I just said is now programs. The only thing that can, they can step out that Alabama can't say really is, Hey, you're going to get a chance to play here. You're going to get a chance to see action because in Bama, you know, you might be a star star stud high school athlete with size, speed, and agility, but because there's so much talent already there, you might not see the playing field. So that's the only argument I think that these lower tier programs can still float recruits away and have an advantage over Alabama. And I feel like if you were the type of athlete getting recruited by Bama, I mean, I, I would think that they're going for impact players or they're going with uh, going for players that have a high ceiling, but I would, I would think, I mean, I'm certainly not, you know, a recruit. I would think that you would be realistic with yourself as to when you expect a player. If, if you think you legitimately have a shot to make yeah. it on that roster. I mean, you make a good point, but I would still be hard pressed to turn down an offer from Nick Saban, you know? For sure. Yeah, I would be shocked if Alabama doesn't put up a good fight like they did a few weeks ago or a month ago against yeah. Georgia. I'm expecting domination just like you are. Casey, throw out a prediction, I guess, score wise, you know, what you're thinking. I I'm going to go Alabama 41, Georgia 21. That's a 20-point victory I'm calling out. And Georgia, if I'm seeing this right, Georgia right now is favored by two and a half. Uh, we don't encourage, you know, people gambling too much on this podcast. But my goodness, I'm looking at that Georgia by two and a half plus two and a half. I mean, Georgia minus two and a half. My goodness. I mean, I, I think Alabama's going to be able to handle the, the Bulldogs. I think they're going to be able to handle them quite easily i do not seeing it being as close of a game as those in las vegas are predicting i'm gonna go alabama 48 georgia 32 i think i think it might be a little closer than that but i'm still expecting some domination by bama i want georgia to win 
I hope they can put it together. I mean, from what we've seen of them all season, they've been a dominant team. They've uh, just handled themselves well throughout the season. But Bama is that true test. And if they can come back and win, I mean, I'll be excited for that. But I I got to be honest with myself. And uh, I, I think you're right, Casey. It could be a, a blowout at the hands of Bama. But we'll Definitely. see. Definitely. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I just wanted to have you on, talk a little bit of, of college football. Thank you for hopping on the mic here. I appreciate your thoughts and your input on college football. It should be an exciting game this upcoming weekend. I hope everybody at home gets a chance to watch that game and enjoy it with your friends and family. We're getting out of the holiday season here, but we've got one last thing from 2021 to look forward to in the beginning part of 2022 with the college football championship game. So Casey, thank you, my man, for hopping on the mic. Where can people find you? Sure. You can find me at KC Talks Life on Twitter, or my company is Clear Contender Media. So that's at Clear Contender or clearcontender.com. Thank you, KC. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Hope you have a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace. See you for season five of Cherry Picking. Thank you, everybody. Peace. As much as hey. my heart wants Georgia to win, I don't know if my head will allow that. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin'. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.